0: You're listening to The Next on audio. This is the audio version of our nightly show on Sportscaster, The Next. You can catch that every single night from 8.30 to 10 on Sportscaster. If you miss that night's show or you don't want to watch it or do not have the time schedule to do that, that's fine. You can listen to it here on podcasts, but be aware a lot of times during the show, there is visual stuff and it makes it a little bit more complicated for listeners to do, but it's still good enough and it's a great show and it's a... Something to listen to every single night here on wherever you get your podcasts or our preferred destination of Sportscaster. Enjoy the show. Let's go. We are live. This is the next. Josh Berman, Luke Brown, Michael Mirsky here, and we have a jam-packed show tonight. Mm. Like, really jam-packed. You guys ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, they're ready. Okay. So at nine o'clock, for those of you that are wondering again, nine o'clock, um, which is in just for those of you not on the East Coast, it's a half an hour from now, we will you we'll be showing you guys our exclusive interview with the 2020 Jim Nance Award winner, Scotty Gange. Okay, I'm being told there's a little bit of an issue with my audio. I'm gonna come right back. Give me one second.
1: Yeah, and, right. look, I don't know if you guys heard that or not, but Josh had just like a five second delay on his audio, so he'll be right back. But a uh, very fun show for you guys tonight. Yep, yeah,
0: there he is. There, there we go. I don't know what happened, but
2: is yeah, you're good, you good now.
0: Perfect, perfect. Feels okay. good. Never on the bottom. The bottom. Oh.
2: Well, no, now, now you can uh, point up, you don't
0: have to figure out which direction both are. Go up, you're both. Above me. All right, let's go. We have the latest from the National Basketball Association. Now, we can you can either have us explain how the uh, NBA situation is going to work, but I think it would just make more sense if we heard it from the man, the myth, the basketball breaking news legend himself, Adrian Wojnarowski, or as he's commonly known, Woj. So I'm going to play that because he also he explains it pretty well. So we're just going to yes. play how the NBA plan will work and the NBA will be approving this plan, uh, reportedly unanimously tomorrow. So here is what the plan is.
3: Now that it is sharing with team owners, there is a vote set for tomorrow afternoon, with the league board of governors uh, will approve a 22 team return the play uh, in Orlando beginning on July 31st, 13 teams in the Western Conference, nine from the East and a potential play in tournament uh, that would include the eight and nine seeds um, uh, in each conference. Every team I'm told is going to play eight regular season games in Orlando. And then if there are team, if there is a ninth seed within four games of the eighth seed, They'll play essentially a single elimination tournament for the ninth seed, a double elimination tournament for the eighth seed to give them more an advantage to hold on to that lead. So again, Woj,
2: on top of the 16 playoff teams that were already playoff teams when the season was postponed, there'll be an additional six teams that are added. So we'll see 13 teams from the Western Conference and nine from the Eastern Conference. Why only nine from the Eastern Conference, Woj?
3: El, the league essentially went with teams that were within six games in the standings of the eighth seed. Five of those teams were in the West, New Orleans, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, and the San Antonio Spurs. And then in the East, only the Washington Wizards. And now you have you know a tournament environment potentially where Zion Williamson and New Orleans could get into the postseason. Portland with Damian Lillard. Uh, and CJ McCollum, and perhaps a healthy Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins. Those teams will come back stronger. And so, you know, and as one owner told me, that they really believed that the 22-team format was ultimately the most compelling. Certainly it was more financially rewarding for teams and players than only bringing back the 16 teams. But the ability here for teams to play themselves into the postseason uh, was a big part of this.
0: All right, so there you go. That is kind of how it's gonna work. Um, What do you guys think about this,
1: Luke? uh, you can go first. Yeah, I don't think they could have done this better. Um, And a great question from Sage Steele uh, on SportsCenter to Woj is they wanted to get teams who could who have a legitimate chance at the playoffs because they heard Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard said it, it's pointless to play if um, if we're not going to make if, if, if it's it's pointless if we're not going to be, be able to make the playoffs. What's the point of playing? It keeps. While I disagree with him, I see his point uh, because okay. I have the same perspective as he does. And regardless of not whether Adam Silver or anybody high up agrees with him or not, they have to listen because that's the perspective. Of the players, and as we know, the NBA always listens to what the players have to say and tries to make decisions that will make the players happy. It's a player league, absolutely. So, so absolutely, um, they did a great job with that, and I don't think
2: they could have done that any better. But Michael, I know you disagree with me. Yeah, I actually, uh, I meant to say I, I know Michael does. I agree with you. Actually, I have taken some time since I first heard about this. And realized what this is and thought about it some more. And they could have potentially come up with a better plan. So I'm not going to say this is the best possible option, which is the part I disagree with you on. But I have changed my mind whether or not it's a bad option. I think it is actually a good option. because I agree. Now you have teams – because, like, look at the NHL, for example – and the reason I'm bringing in the NHL is because that's the only unfinished major sports league. Well, who? yeah. Who else would you bring up? Yeah. Right. And you got the teams. Some of these teams, like, they were not eliminated, but they weren't contending necessarily. I mean, Montreal had, what was it, like, 19 regulation wins? Or not 90. Not 90. 30-something. Oh no, what was it? African it was, but they didn't have any many regulation wins. A couple games, Canadians were going to be out, out of it. Um, so you know, it's not really fair to other teams, but the other teams did get eliminated. You know, Canadians did not get eliminated, but they probably would have. Here, they do get into the playoffs. Now, in the NBA, it's I, I, what I really like is that it's like five, five, uh, five games behind, because those teams four, four games, four games. actually had a chance. They actually had a chance. Right? They actually had a chance. What'd you say?
0: It's six games, but not five, but six games. games.
2: Those teams actually had a chance at making the playoffs. And so, with the NBA, they're creating an opportunity for those teams that they're not. Are they going to continue the regular season? Say it again. Are they going to continue the regular season?
0: Uh, they're going to play... Here's exactly how they're doing this. So there are eight games that right. they're going to play. Um, and the teams... I'll use the East for as an example because it's much easier. Uh, the Wizards and the um, Nets are your bottom... I'm sorry, the Wizards and the Magic are your bottom two seats right now. Um, eight and nine. So right now, separating the Wizards and Magic are five and a half games. If by the eight games are over... They are separated by four games. So the Wizards have closed the gap to at least four games. Then they will have a play in tournament. It'll be a, if the Magic win one game, it's over. The Magic of the eight seed. The Wizards have to win two because they're the team only the answer to look against. the Double elimination for the nine seed, single elimination for the eight seed. And then in the West, is the same thing. I, I would assume it'd be more of a round robin thing for the, um, west because it might be more than one team but the east it's a much easier example all right that makes sense yeah i like it i think i'm with you uh is it necessarily the greatest idea in the world no but guess what it's not a bad idea either i like it i think it's better than some other alternatives i guess um i like it i
1: don't have any complaints Literally. about it. By the way, the owners' vote is tomorrow. It is expected that it will get passed, unanimous and potentially that. even be a unanimous decision.
0: That's what Woj, Zach Lowe, and they're all saying that they're expecting it to be unanimous.
2: That's interesting, actually. No, not not like shocked, but it's interesting. Yeah.
0: Um I'm sorry, I'm a little okay. Um start my mic. I'm back. Um now we gotta go with the high school basketball mic to a man who is actually, well, he's my age, Mikey Williams. Um we are yeah, he's 15, right?
2: That's
0: crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's 15. So yeah, he is my age. He's freshman, so I assume he's my age. Um Anyway, he said that going to an HBCU wouldn't be too bad. This is interesting. I know Luke in particular has some thoughts on this. I don't like I think my thoughts are kind of just like, it's interesting, it'd be cool to see. That's about where my thoughts kind of end. Um, Luke, I based on what I've talked to you about, you seem like you are much more you have more thoughts on this than I do.
1: Yeah, I mean this would be ginormous for, for college sports and for high school sports because when you are when you're scoring 77 points as a freshman when you're being like like overtimes come into your games and you are one of the most recruited players in America you're expected to go to the the Blue Bloods like the Duke the Kentuckys the um, UNC's the UCLAs the Oklahomas, but going to an HBCU, and for all you guys who don't know, an HBCU is a historically black college or university, and it's like um, more, I don't know, minor, I guess. Um, right. Like you've got North Carolina ANT is one of them. Um, Morehouse College in anyway, Atlanta is uh. Yeah, Jackson yeah. State. Uh, so there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them around the country, mostly in the south. Um, and this would be a huge game changer. It, I believe it would lead other co- other high school big time recruits to maybe consider it. And maybe Mikey Williams is speaking because um, because of what's happening right now and everything. But um, but maybe he maybe he will do it and it would be a, a huge game-changer for for high school sports, for college sports, and for um,
2: youth sports in general, I believe. Of course. And, look, I have a question for you. You know, let's say Mikey Williams does decide to go to an HBCU. You know, they'd obviously now have more, you know, I guess, attention smaller schools than they would usually have. You know, would that kind of – I mean, obviously, that would affect them in big ways. You said it would lead to more players choosing to go there. I believe so, yeah. Right. You know, you think they can make a run in March Madness now in the NCAA tournament? I think some of them actually might be able to. I mean,
1: um, I've, we've seen some in the past. But, um, yeah, I mean, any team, anywhere that Mikey Williams goes will probably be a March Madness team.
2: Yeah, Mikey Williams is one of those guys that can make that impact. Yeah. And turn it from a not even close to a definitely.
1: Definitely, yeah.
2: One of the few. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, I, I really didn't have too much thoughts on that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think it would be really interesting to see. Um, yeah. All right, right. Um, let's move on here to um, the latest out of Major League Baseball. And, well, the MLBPA gave an idea, and the MLB shot it down. 114-game season proposal from the MLBPA, and the MLB said no. So we are back at square one, and we're back at the are we going to get baseball this year question. My answer hasn't changed. I still don't think we're going to. This further proves my point. Um, I believe you two were on the same side as me. I would assume that this is not going to change your mind into
2: thinking that we are going to get baseball, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's right.
1: Yeah, Luke. we'll get baseball. I mean, I just,
0: this makes me so mad. I I, I just said, I just don't think, I haven't thought we were going to get baseball this whole time. Somebody
1: needs to compromise. Somebody needs to make some sacrifice here.
0: Well, the thing is with the MLB, it's not just um, the labor negotiation. I mean, it's not just the, um, Coronavirus negotiations. I mean, they're also in the middle of labor negotiations, as is. So it's really two and one here. Both yeah. sides are trying to do something completely I different. Think now this,
1: kind of, of, this was kind of the last straw for both sides. I feel like exactly. Exactly. both sides.
2: Yeah, this were might be straw. it. This might be it. I, I don't I just, think we're You going to know, I was excited for an NBA year. Doesn't seem like it's coming. The summer's
0: going a whole lot different for a lot of people, and. Um, I actually just received news, um, about a minute before the show began. Literally 829. Um, I just found out my camp got canceled for the summer. I'm extremely pissed right now. Um, so yeah, the summer's gonna look very different for a lot of people. And this is another thing where I don't know if we're gonna get baseball. That's another summer. I mean, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, let's move on here, keeping it with the baseball theme. Um, yeah, Max. Um, yeah, Pirates pitcher Chris Archer, um, is yeah. out for the season. So, I know the name, it's about I know about it. I can't really contribute here to this uh debate. So,
2: once again, I'll let you two kind of handle this, right? Well, if you don't mind, I start with this. Obviously, little we'll, Josh. You know his name, which means he's pretty good. You know this yeah, is a good uh, pitcher I, I for the Pirates. This obviously is a huge, huge I blow he to them. Him, but I knew who he was. Right. It's obviously a huge blow for them. Archer has been pretty solid the past couple seasons. Uh, you know? am I just
0: wrong, or was he on Tampa? That's what I remember. He was on Tampa
2: Bay Rays. Okay, yes. I'm not crazy. Yes. Right. It's a huge blow for the Pirates. Obviously, it's sad. Um, what was the injury? Uh, it was awesome. a surgery. It, it it was a successful
1: surgery, but uh, let me pull that up real quick just right. to give the facts.
2: Whatever it was,
1: you know, you got to
2: see it. was a... It, if there was a, it was a
1: underwent successful surgery on Tuesday to receive symptoms of a neuro... neuro neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. You should be Won't good to... From he should be good to go for 2021. Yeah.
2: Alright, well, yeah, obviously, she should go for the Pirates if we have an MLB season. If we don't have an MLB season, well, then the Pirates are lucky. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's obviously.
1: That's only- good with, uh, with Syndergaard, too.
2: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Same situation there with Thor. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris Archer's Probably, but the most underrated pitcher in the league, I believe, and um, so I think like this is a really bad blow for the Pirates. Garrett Cole is long gone. He's two teams away now. He won uh, on the Pirates. Doesn't the Astros? He's on well, the Astros he, now. He went from the Astros to the Yankees. He's in the Yankees now. Was on the Astros. Right, but I he know went, him from. That. I'm a football treated, fan, I'm a football he get, fan. He got traded on June 17th, 2018 to the uh, – or not June, January. January 17th to the Astros. Right. I'm not, my apologies. I'm, I'm a football fan.
0: I'm a football fan. And basketball. All right. Um. Not my proudest moment there. All right, let's move on here to some college football. Who is now – there is without question, Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. No question. Now who's the second best player. Is it a guy like Justin Fields who we're going to talk about in a second. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. Um, sorry. Uh, Justin Fields is an option where to get him in a second. Um, is it a guy like can I Sewell? Um, a left tackle coming out of the draft next year. It's Jamar Chase. What do you guys think? Chase is up there, and yeah, he's definitely up there. Second could best.
1: Panayi uh, is
2: up there, but I think Jamar Chase is my is my guy. Well, we all know Jamar Chase is my guy, so I gotta go Jamar Chase. I mean, yeah. the game is like, he's incredible. He's, I mean, I don't even have words to describe him. He. Catches almost everything thrown up to him. He's fast. He's big. He, well, he's not big. He but he's strong. Jamar Chase is excellent. Do so I have he to is. go with Jamar Chase?
0: Uh, that's definitely a good answer. Um, Justin Fields is the guy I, I want to. I'll stand up for him if no if no one else is. I will. I guess. I mean. I mean the he, guy. He, he,
1: it's not like it's not like I have him off my top five. But well, he's he ours. Actually, uh, I, I would say. Including Trevor Lawrence, he's my number four player this year.
0: He might be my number two guy. I mean,
1: you look at two, really, he's no. up there.
0: He, I say he say I say he might he might be he might be. I mean, you look uh, over three thousand yards, forty-one touchdowns on three interceptions, forty-one touchdowns, three interceptions. That is Nick Foles, twenty thirteen, Aaron Rodgers, every year type touchdown interception ratio. That is insane. Right, it is so. Also, he, this guy is an athlete as well. I mean, he had 10 rushing touchdowns. He only had – he had um, just under 500 rushing yards. But, I mean, if you – I remember him going viral in some high school clips. He is, he's is he got some real speed to him that he didn't really get just the show last year, but he's got
1: some real speed to huh. him. So.
2: so
1: He's a very good player. He is. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. get to good Fields um, later in the Literally episode. Like the hot, boiling hot take from Move the Sticks. Yeah, and uh, move the six course, Dan and
0: Jeremiah. Um yeah, actually wait, before we get to this, you guys have any other thoughts on this about Justin Fields or Panasuel or Jamar Chase or No. no. Okay. I
4: think uh, by the
0: end
2: of the year I think Parsons is gonna move up in the rankings.
0: Parker Parsons as well. I mean,
2: yeah, recognition for the Harrisburg guy.
1: <laughs> He's really good.
0: I credit on this show.
1: Last time we talked about him, you didn't know who he was.
2: I, no, I no I I did.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I, didn't.
2: The the last draft, I think Josh – I think it was Josh that didn't. Yeah. During, well, the draft, during
1: the draft, I asked about him. You didn't know who he was yet. Oh, I, I do
2: remember that. But,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I believe you. Yeah. He's a monster. I watched him my last time the other day, actually. Um, Let's move on here now to Justin Fields. We got comp to Dak Prescott from move the Sticks. I don't know how both – I mean, this is a decent comp. I, I think it makes sense. I mean – is it necessarily the first one I'd think of? I'm not, I don't think so, but it's not too bad. I mean, let me pull up their measurables. I mean, that's the only thing I don't know off the top of my head. so his is 6'2", 238 fields is, as it loads is 6'3", 227. Yeah. So no, 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 no. very good measurables. And very true, both of them. I mean, they have—they're both pretty efficient passers. They're both under; they both have underrated athleticism. Right. I think it's a pretty good comp, honestly. I don't know how bold that is. I like. It.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually I like it too, to be honest. Um, yeah, obviously it is bold, as you mentioned, but I'm actually a fan of this comp. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, as Josh you said. It's not the first
1: guy I would think of, right. but it's not—it's definitely not the last guy I would think of. I mean, it—it's—it's it's decent, and I guess we'll have to watch them both this season, see how they play. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm uh, I'm very ready to make those Justin Fields, and I'm—I'm I'm ready for the draft uh, next year to see what we can think of. But uh, for him, yeah, but that. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who else would you compare him to? Because that's what I'm trying to think of. It's like, not the maybe, first guy Would think of. Maybe day. Matt yeah, Ryan. Actually the best possible comp. I don't know. Who? Maybe
1: Matt Ryan to me. Ooh, no. Absolutely think, not.
2: Except for the not athletic Ryan. ability. Ryan except except have- for the athletic yeah. ability. Yeah. He's like a more athletic version, of possibly, of Matt Ryan, actually. Is. Yeah.
0: Right. I would say more of a... Uh, I mean, I mentioned him just because um, of their touchdown interception ratio. And that's probably the only thing I have in common actually about, I say Rodgers, but no, no, they're not, not at all. I'm taking that back. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, let's see who I, I'm. I like Dak. I think that's good. Yeah, I I like Dak. I like it. Dak comp. I like it a lot. I, Me
2: too. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think it's a good comp, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because you know, Dak is. Like as Josh said, you mentioned this underrated athleticism. You know, everywhere I
0: more underrated athleticism.
2: Yeah, so I I, well, I do like that. I like
1: Sean with a hot take here. Pats are going to take tank for fields if Stidham is bad.
2: If Stidham right. is bad, well then they wouldn't really have much right. all, I want to address this again. I
0: don't believe tanking exists in the NFL. It's not the NBA. You can't tank in the NFL. Right. You can't say they're going to tank. You can say they're going to be bad. You cannot say they're going to tank. Hmm. But I will agree. I mean, if Stidham's bad and they have it up there, yeah, they go Trevor Lawrence on the field, it's like, why wouldn't they? They draft quarterback. Well, they
1: won't have that draft pick, though. They're why not- wouldn't
0: they? Why wouldn't they?
1: Because I don't, think-, because I don't think-, think that they'll be that bad. No, I'm saying right. if he – well, if it's bad, they're going to be bad. That's yeah. not entirely true, I don't think. They think still they still have a great defense. They do. And what, they, and they, what they, defense yeah, pieces did they, tough, they don't lose? Don't Other than Kyle they Van Noy, what defensive pieces did they lose?
0: They didn't lose too much. I'm not saying the Patriots team is going to be bad, but I'm saying I don't think they're going to be very good. Patriots 8-8. Eight and eight
1: Well, yeah, 8-8 and, a and a isn't a top-10 draft pick.
0: If Stidham's bad,
2: they're
1: going to be 6-10. Mm, no. If Stidham's bad, three? they're going to be like 4-12. and 12. Yeah. I say, no, I don't agree with that at all. Well, I feel well, like Stidham's saying, bad. They you, me me. Me. you guys are lower than the Patriots are uh, than me. Well, yeah, we've... I mean, they're going to be third in the division, but the AFC East is... No, um, be second. They'll be second. No? Six games, no, no, no. That's very wrong. The Dolphins are going to be second in the division. 1st I'll
0: be actually this year. Six wins this year. You know they, they yeah. have potential, but they're not ready this year. Ten but wins short, this year. To your point again, Miami, um, they tanked. Yes, they openly tanked. And did they even have a? They did they have a top? Three Miami tanker? did
2: not tank. Miami did not tank.
0: Yeah, they Miami. did. No, Miami. but I the, did the not. thing. Everyone, all right, let me rephrase it. They open. They were everyone was saying they tanked, and they opened. They didn't tank. They
2: Tank, oh, and think. they got two of
0: us. So I, 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 good for them. They got... They my point is... It's my exact point is you can't tank. You can try and tank, and you're still not going to do it. It's like if you, the right. worst team is the worst team. Tanking is so much harder in the NFL in the NBA.
1: Oh, Yosef is entering the... Uh, Yosef yeah, is entering the chat. Uh, what's up, Yosef? Uh, the Patriots are good enough that even with a bad QB, they get seven-plus wins. If they go seven, yeah, eight, seven wins, they will trade up for a QB. Oh, uh, he, he means seven. Well, Patriots, don't trade up. Tra- Patriots don't trade up, but I mean, they're going to get a.
0: I, there's no reason why the Patriots should think Jared Stidham's the future, that's my opinion. Unless if, unless if Stidham shows something, mm-hmm. he has no reason to be the franchise quarterback. Unless if he so, shows something this year, in my opinion. I mean,
2: for me, yeah, obviously.
0: He's not a guy that's like developing into the future, in my opinion. I feel like he's either, I, he's going to be on a very short leash. He's bad this year, goodbye. He's not a first-round pick. Not second or third either. Fourth.
1: Okay. But, right? I think, just, right. I really? You think they're
2: developing him? I, I feel like they're going to be good this season. Uh, no. No, we never said that. Uh, yeah. Patriots, yeah. Patriots have a chance at the AFC East. I think Patriots... We're going to win four games if Stam does bad. Right, I don't think Stidham's going to do bad. So
1: I have a chance at you, So you think that they will be bad if Stidham no. does bad?
0: Well, it's a terrible roster. Other than their defense, it's terrible. Their offense is no. maybe the worst offense in the league on paper. Oh uh, no way! Really? Look at their offense. You tell me. You tell me who has a better offense than them on paper? Name one team. Are you being the worse? Yes, that's what I meant to say. Worse. Look at their offense.
1: I mean, it's I can certainly... Bears. Probably the Bears. For no. Come on. Who do the Bears have? Yeah, yeah, maybe the Bears. Fine, the
2: Bears. the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, Luke. Proving Josh wrong. The Rams. No. They have yeah. a cradle.
1: With who? Cooper Cup. Jared Cup. Jared, Jared Cooper Cuff. Jared Cuff solid. Robert they don't, Woods, they don't have they don't have a running back.
0: Yeah, but I already named three guys in their offense: the yeah, Patriots, Patriots. Julian Edelman, Sonny Michelle, and Jared Stidham.
1: And they kill Harry. We'll
0: see what he does. We'll get to that interview. Actually, that's a perfect segue. Eight fifty nine. I say we go to it right now. It's a perfect
1: segue. Yeah, actually, I didn't realize that we were perfectly on time. Yeah, that is a. But thank blue you for crowd. the hot debate. Thank you for the hot debate, Sean. is Eagles fan.
0: Yeah, there we go. Um. So we are going to show you guys our pre-recorded um, interview from earlier today with the 2020 um, Nance award winner. Scottie fresh
2: and I'm going to load it up right now. Yeah, he's fresh off his gymnast award win just this Sunday, right? Friday, yeah, Sunday, Friday, yeah. Sunday. No, yeah, Friday,
1: yeah, Friday. Friday,
0: Friday. Friday. All right, all right, Friday. guys. Let's take a look at this year's gymnast award winner. Scotty Gage. All right. We are joined by a Pac Twelve to play Broadway.
1: Oh jeez.
3: Technical issues.
0: I apologize. You couldn't hear my audio. Um, let's try that again. I am very sorry about that. <laughs> Hold on. You guys give me one second. Good catch, Michael. Um, let's see. Um, is I the only that. way
3: to do it? Share sure No,
0: Can but I just can't because just... it's not a Chrome tab. Will then go to application. No. Window. Yeah, application window. No, I'm saying I can share it, but I'm saying I can't. Like, t- there's no share audio button.
1: Oh, he's right there. Yeah, the share audio button isn't on the application window. Um, um is there an echo? Oh, going
0: to go on the chat here. Is there an echo? If um, at the
2: beginning of it, we, we could hear it. We
0: can hear it the whole time. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Here, hold on. Let us, here. Michael, um, leave the stream for a second. Go on the chat. You tell me how this sounds for a second, okay? All right. All right.
2: That's fine.
0: Okay. So I'm going to play it right now. And you tell me if there's any kind of echo. Luke, just you mute yourself, okay? Let's try this. So if there's an echo or not, let me know all right we are joined by a pac-12 play broadcaster a Bla- the blaze radio sports director the arizona state in-game host at their college Excuse football games and the 2020 Jim nance award winner scotty Gaines is joining us scotty thank you for being there
4: of course guys this is fun how are we doing we're good good how are you all right i'm good man it's a good day you can see it's sunny outside been A fun weekend. I lost my AirPods, but I got these in, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> you in Arizona
4: right now? Uh, in San Diego, home in San yeah. Diego.
0: Okay, so well, this is one of those days that and it's not common as people, as me and Michael, live in Maryland. It is just as nice here in Maryland as it is in San Diego today, so that's good. yeah,
4: it is. Love that. Very nice About 145 there. degrees in Phoenix right now, so it's nice to be here. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow, <laughs>
0: exaggerating, but
4: yeah, a little bit, I
0: think. <laughs> All right. So obviously, as we mentioned in the intro, this past Friday, you won the Nance Award. I mean, mm-hmm. well, what was it like winning that award? I mean, that must have been
2: amazing.
4: It was super fun. Um, it all came as a surprise. I was told I was a finalist like a week before. They, uh, I got a text from a booker, and and they said, uh, hey, you're a finalist. We're going to get all the finalists on the show. Um, can you come and be a part? And I was just like, cool. That's That That sounds really fun. I told my family, like, this is pretty exciting. Um and little did I know, when I got on, we recorded it before it aired about an hour and a half later. I say to myself, I'm like, is it just me? Am I the only one here? And of course it uh it worked out that way. Uh-huh. But yeah, super fun. Got a lot of people. Uh, all my friends reached out to me my family got to watch it together. So it was a really good day.
1: Yeah,
0: I can imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh recently I just checked out the 2019 Jim Nance Award winner. Uh, and like the announcements for that with John Chelesnick and you placed in the top 20, a familiar name now that you now that I really know who you are since you're the winner. Right. Um, but you're obviously you won. And um, did you make any changes to go from top 20 all the way to number one?
4: You know, I, I think so. I think I just got a little better over time. You know, as, as you guys can probably understand, every single time you do something, you get better. Um, And so I just had a lot more repetition from my freshman year when I was an honorable mention to my sophomore year to being um, number 16. And then this year, which is my junior year, but I graduated. So technically, I guess senior year um, to being honored with the award. So, yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, finding little things in my in my uh, game to make a little bit better. You know, I, I slowed down a little more on camera. I tried to get a little more creative at different times. So, yeah, just just improving a little bit over time yeah and really? like three years yeah three
1: years huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i really enjoyed the creativity like the juggling like it, it would all fall yeah. down for them if they lost the game or uh yeah. to the park to a climb up a hill and the uh, magic very creative
4: it's it's fun for me i might one of my best friends Troy lynch who was a senior when i was a freshman he said you always say, you know, sports are so fun. Why shouldn't uh, sports reporting be or sports broadcasting be too? So I, I tried to that put know. that a little bit, you know, just be positive, be myself. And uh, I enjoy having fun. I enjoy talking with people, my friends. And so that's the way I try to approach everything. Yeah. And I get
1: that.
4: All right. Luke, you're up
1: again. Um, I'm, go- I'm up again here. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, now winning the Jim Nance Award and graduating college in three years, what would you say is next for you in broadcasting?
4: I'm um, I mean, hoping to to still improve. There's a whole lot of things that I know I can get better at. Um, I'm nowhere close to where I want to be right now. So I'd like to it just every facet hope to get better. Um, and in a month, I'll be moving to Denver, Colorado to start my career. So I'll get to work at uh, NBC9 News in Denver But for now, I get a couple more weeks at home, hang out with the family and the friends, relax a little bit. uh, But I'm really excited to move out there.
2: All right, Uh, school that you that you graduated from, Arizona State, knows now becoming one of the best has been been becoming recently one of the best broadcasting schools, you know, in the broadcasting industry. What's next for ASU or Arizona State in terms of sports broadcasting?
4: What's next uh, for ASU? I mean, it's, it's onward and upward for that school. I I've, I was lucky enough to, you know, like you guys said, I was the sports director for the radio station. I was lucky enough to work with a lot of the freshmen at the school this year. And let me tell you guys, there's some talent. So I would not be surprised to see a lot of names on the you know Nance list and other great things from, from kids at ASU. And that school does a great job with finding a new way to get better every single year. Like, I don't know if you guys know, actually you definitely do, Gary Thorne, Um, the Baltimore Orioles broadcaster last summer, last summer ASU got him to teach a play-by-play course. And so me and about six of my friends took it Uh, and we would do zoom, uh, you know, once a week all summer, which was super cool. They're always adding new stuff. You know, it's, and it's not just sports at ASU. They've, they've got investigative journalism, business, a whole lot of news stuff. So I got to do some news reporting while I was at school too, which uh, I would advise everybody to do because it just makes you better all around. So the school is always working to improve. Uh, it's still really young, but it's getting bigger and larger, and there's a lot of talent there.
0: And then we kind of transitioning over here to not sports, but sports in general. I mean, you've had it. There's, as Ravens fans, I mean, uh-huh. Terrell Suggs is a guy that went to Arizona state, but now we've seen, uh, we have a couple of guys recently, we're gonna get to them in a minute about some athletes, but what's next
4: for ASU you think sports wise? Sports-wise, you know, I love, love the way Herm Edwards is taking the football program. Uh, ASU's quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, seriously, they're they're playing to win. They're leaving it on the grass. Um, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback, next year he won't be as seen because of guys like Trevor Lawrence um, and the Ohio State kid. I can't remember his name right now. Justin
1: Fields, yeah.
4: Yeah, Justin Fields. Thanks, guys. Um, But the following year, when he's a junior, so at the end, what, the 2020 2021 season, it will be all about Jaden Daniels. I really think that. He is a stud. They've got a great recruiting class coming in. The baseball program's solid, too. Spencer Torkelson's going to be the first overall pick, but they still have good, good players in that program. And I like the way Bobby Hurley's taken basketball, too. You guys probably saw Josh Christopher, a top 10 recruit in the country, is going to ASU. So it's cool, right? It's a big school. It's uh, the, sport, the sports at ASU weren't so good in the past decade, but they're on the upward trend. So for me now, an ASU alum, I can rock my polo and just be <laughs> proud uh, seeing ASU in the right direction. Yeah.
1: You set us up perfectly for the next question. Yeah, you set us up for that one. Um, All right. You, you mentioned Spencer Torkelson, uh-huh. and I actually just broke down his highlight film a couple days ago um, on here on Sportscaster, and I want to know what you can tell us about Spencer Torkelson. I watched your interview with him, and uh, you called a couple of his... or. At least in that film, you it, it showed a couple uh, of those torque bombs, as right. you call them. Uh, what can you tell us about Spencer Perkleson?
4: Spencer's a really cool guy. Uh, I've gotten to know him for the past couple of years. We were in the same grade. It was uh, his freshman year, my freshman year on media day. we uh, I was his first interview. He was my first interview. Um, it was a really bad interview, so <laughs> don't go back. <laughs> but um, we've just gotten to know each other, and I will say, you know, He is the guy is a warrior on the field. Right. You guys see him just bombing homers. He's going to be the number one overall pick, one of the best hitters in the past decade coming out of college. But off the field and you talk to him and and he kind of came off that way in the interview, too. He's just a really chill, normal guy. You know, you'd think a guy like that would be kind of stuck up thinking he's the coolest guy in the world because he's a stud on the baseball field but he is the exact same person from the first day of freshman year to being the number one overall pick that he is right now. And I can say that having talked to him a couple of times, really cool guy, really nice. And, you know, he, he told me, and I talking to him both on and off camera, he just likes to be with his friends. He plays baseball because he enjoys it. Um, it's his passion. He doesn't play it because he knows he's good at it. He just likes it. And so it's fun for me to watch him because he's so good, obviously. And everybody enjoys watching that, but I like it too, just because he plays baseball the same way he's, probably always played his entire life just having fun
2: yeah um we're gonna move on to another uh sport uh yeah they've had recently a lot and you know josh benson mentioned terrell suggs before recently in the draft we had some alumni in draft We're going to go through some here uh first we're gonna start with uh we're gonna start with brian and i
4: Mm-mm, Brandon, yeah. Yeah,
2: he was the wide receiver draft in the first round uh, by the Niners this year. 25th, they were also looking to tell us about Brandon.
4: You know, I never really got to talk with him. Um, you know, as you guys probably saw, as I saw, the, the guy is just an insane athlete. And sometimes you see those guys and you're thinking, like, wow, they must. You know, kind of like Torkelson, they must think they're the coolest guy in the world. And Ayuk is so calm, and I think that's what makes him so good. You know, just like Jaden Daniels, the quarterback, ASU will be losing, right? Or Oregon is coming back, and Ayuk is just kind of walking out there. He's, he's standing tall. Nothing seems to phase him. So he has that, you know, neutral thinking where he's never too high, he's never too low. He's just always right in the middle, ready to play. Um, and I know a lot of my friends who really covered the team closely, got to know him as a person. Um, only good things I've heard, you know, no— um, never any controversies from brandon uh, at least that i heard from my end just a good guy you know I'm, i was really happy to see him in the first round and i don't know about you guys but i think he'll be great in the nfl because it's starting to trend towards the faster almost smaller wide receivers that can be oh, yeah. seen by a safety and he's so fast he's he's he has such great feet he's a great route runner and so i can see him especially in the 49ers oh it's gonna be it's a great setup for both and for, for idu and for the niners
0: yeah, I think he's got that potential for sure. Yeah, Michael, you're up there.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh after we're gonna go to a guy. I was actually shocked he fell so far. Eno uh, you know Benjamin, the running back. Right. Went to the Cardinals, staying in Arizona. I was shocked he fell so far. I mean, I, I actually think Benjamin maybe become the starter by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what do you think about Eno Benjamin?
4: I love Eno. You, know, you know, the the guy is a gamer. Um, he tweeted maybe probably a year ago today that he wanted to be the most hated man in Tucson, which is where the University of Arizona ASU's rival is and he I just think he's so cool. he's he's short, he's strong but he runs with he runs so hard and Eno really is a great leader. Um, you see that behind the scenes when you're you know, when we were at media availability he's always one of the first guys out super nice talking to the media enjoying uh, just enjoying kind of sharing stories about the team. And on the inside, I got to see some of the kind of inside the locker room video over the past couple of years. Always, Eno hyping the team up and pumping them up and being the leader there. So both on and off the field, you know, Benjamin was a great ambassador for ASU. Um, and I was surprised, too. I thought he would I thought he would be like a third round guy. Um, but going to the Cardinals, everybody in Arizona loves him, especially in Phoenix, uh, where, you know, Glendale of Cardinals plays just outside of that. Uh, he'll be a fan favorite. I think he'll he'll get a lot of snaps, especially in the second half of the season if we're lucky enough to see oh, the yeah. NFL season. Um, but he's a guy that you know you put him in for special packages in his first year. Who knows? After three or four years, he still finds his way to get on on third downs, be an everyday back. He's a stud. So I'm excited for him. I really, really hope that it can work out uh with him on the cards. And
0: then the last guy um for the NFL guys is Raft. We're gonna kind of ask you to go way, way back two years ago. All right, the- here we go with uh Nikhil harry uh-huh. who's his rookie year wasn't bad it was very injury riddled he didn't have a ton of opportunities though when he was on the field so mm-hmm. in my opinion we didn't really get just to get a really good look at him in his rookie year because when he was on the field i wasn't really sure how he was. he was on the patriots what do you think he has though his ceiling could be
4: the kill ceiling is high um He's a guy, you know, the biggest thing with him is he's just not as fast as the new, you know, kind of era of receivers we're seeing. But he is so strong. He's a great route runner. Um, it, it, For him, it just kind of needs the proper setup. Last year, the Patriots were a little bit all over the place. When they were rolling in the first half of the season, he was hurt, like you said, which was a bummer for him. And then he came in when the team was struggling offensively, and they put a lot of, you know, a lot of responsibility on him. while He was still nursing an injury, playing his first ever NFL games. And so it was, like you said, a hard thing for him to come into. Um, Akil's a good guy. I have got to talk with him several times over the past few years. We're friendly together. Um, I think his ceiling is high, but it just ha- a few things have to work out. He's got to get the right quarterback. He's got to, you know, I think Colin Calvert always says it, the Patriots need a star receiver. Like, they needed Antonio Brown. They were doing well in offense. And then Brown left, of course. With He left every team. Um, yeah. But... But when, when AB was on the team, I really thought that it would have been great to have AB, Sanu, Edelman, and then Nikhil to be that extra guy to be open uh, when they need him to and when they've got two guys on Edelman or anything like that. So Nikhil has a high ceiling. I hope it works. I'm confident it's going to work because he's so strong. Uh, he has such a great head on his shoulders. But a few things need to fall in the right direction, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm.
4: All right.
3: All right.
2: Um- Covering the Cardinals, obviously, at a time in Arizona State, and the Cardinals yep. brought in some talent this offseason. You know, they had an excellent draft. A bunch of their picks were steals, obviously, bringing in Isaiah Simmons, super versatile, super talented. And then DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You
4: know,
2: the three of us think the Cardinals might be a playoff team. What do you think?
4: I do, man. And this, is, this isn't this is biased. I'm I'm not a Cardinals fan, so I can say this you know, unbiased. I think I, they're good, man. They're really good. Chandler Jones on defense. He is one of the best defensive linemen in the past five years, and just Most nobody underrated to player Entirely, I totally agree. He's so underrated. He was the I think he was the NFC Defensive Player of the Year last year. Kyler Murray's a stud okay. No, okay. nobody can go against that. And Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald's coming back. He's you know as old as he is, the guy still makes finds his way to be one of the best players on the field, which is just astounding. Um, you know, Eno's coming in, running back Kenny and Drake was great last year. And like you said DeAndre Hopkins what I, I he's an, one of the only two overall guys on Madden I think. So it's like him and Aaron Donald and you get DeAndre Hopkins on the team for like a I don't know they they trade him like a washing machine or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. So the Cardinals are going to be fun. Cliff Kingsbury is is a really interesting guy. He knows football, he knows offense um and the press conferences that I went to with him it, he he was really reserved, which I think is a good thing. Means he, he probably has a lot of cool stuff up his sleeve, but doesn't want to get anywhere close to sharing it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, you know, if the Cardinals make their way to a ten and six season next year, uh, getting into the playoffs, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, I'm with
0: you. You said you're not a Cardinals fan. Real quick, I just want to know who is your team.
4: My team was the San Diego Chargers, uh, oh. and then they left, and so I am I am a free agent still. It, I, you know, for me, it's hard to root for a team that isn't in the place i grew up with so i'm you know me and my brother every single day we're, we're talking about we just hope the chargers will move one day back to san diego we will be their biggest fans when that happens because i don't think the experiment in la is working for them
0: yeah that's it makes me feel like the la fans have not embraced them
4: yeah <laughs> i know right. they're like the they're like the 11th most popular team in los angeles right now yeah which makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> all right all right.
1: Um, all right uh next so You've covered at, uh, sports at Arizona State for three years now, yep. and obviously you have a couple, but what would you say is your most interesting and best story to share?
4: That's a good question. Um, what is my most interesting story to share? Wow. there's There's been so many of them. Um, I guess I, guess I kind of go back to, I, you know, I'm going to tell you guys a story, and I know right when this is over, I'm going to say, oh, I should have said this. But... <laughs> um, one of the, one of the most fun things was when it was a, it was one night when I was hosting an ASU basketball game and this is like a personal story, you know, and I went out there and we did a t-shirt toss, and I had a little Coca-Cola t-shirt. I'm like, all right, everybody, you know, get on your feet. We're going to throw the t-shirts. Um, and so I go out, I, I threw it as far as I could. they always telling me throw it as far as you could, which was maybe 10 rows up. I, I don't have much of a cannon arm. Um, and I'm going by and it's the, um, Arizona Diamondbacks head coach is sitting front row there, and I just looked. And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the it's Tori Lovello." Like, "Tori Lovello?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is." And so I say to him, I'm "Like, Tori, what did you think of that?" And he's like, "Oh, you got a ways to go, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking he's gonna say, "Oh, why don't you, you play outfield, be nice to me?" He just told me he's just always like, "No, that was that was terrible, man." <laughs> so the, that one was a was a bummer. I'll give you one more too. This was um, pro- this one's probably the most interesting. It was again, I was hosting. It was my freshman year. It was my first game, and so uh, it was an ASU softball game. Of course, I know you guys saw the clips of football where I'm on the Jumbotron, and everybody can easily see and hear me. But at softball, they have one speaker, and they give me a microphone. And they say, okay, go out and do it. There's no Jumbotron, so I have to say, hey, everybody, I'm right I'm right here. You know, right. like, look, in between the innings, super awkward. It's um, really uncomfortable for everybody, for me too. And we were playing a lightning round game to where it's two little girls that no older than four years old. And I'd say, okay, you know, name types of ice cream. They go vanilla, chocolate, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you you got a point. You got a point. It's the cutest thing ever. Um, And it goes to the end. The last category is things that are green. And so, you know, this girl goes, trees, grass. I'm like, yay. They're adorable. And then the little one who's got to be three years old, she stops. She goes, strawberries. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. But. Like, strawberries are red. I'm sorry. Like, hey, your sister won, everybody. And then the crowd at the softball game, which is mostly uh, older people, they literally start booing. They're yelling, booing. No, they're green. And, I, and I'm and i sitting there, my first game ever. I'm uh, 18 years old, <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, god what happened what's happened why am i getting booed? okay uh, and i had to think off my feet i'm just like oh okay god. you're right strawberries
3: are green you
4: both win i lose i lose everyone's like Woo-hoo! <laughs> so I, I i don't think wow. i've gotten food since but it, that was a that was a really hard start to hosting my first game i got just just blistered with booze oh my gosh it was it was so bad <laughs> that, wow
0: first game yeah. too.
4: first game yeah I was so nervous. I was so nervous anyways, and then and then the fans decided to boo at me for telling the girl she was wrong. Oh, crazy day. It's a great way to go into your second game. Yeah, right? I went in and I was like, oh, not this guy again. Right. <laughs> but luckily, I, I stuck with it and got three really fun years of that job, which which was good. Who knows? Maybe some of those people are still booing me at the final games. Still remembering that. <laughs> All right,
0: so that was our uh, final question, and in- um, this is kind of the question we like to wrap up all our interviews with is uh, if you give one piece of advice to aspiring sportscasters, uh, what do you think that major piece of advice uh, would be
4: I love that question by the way how old are you all you guys I'm 15 15 and
2: 13 13
4: 14. and for- and 14 yeah all right well first off uh, the the first the biggest thing is just to you know you can't learn uh, if you're not doing it you know it's like you can't hit the ball if you don't swing That's what you guys are doing right now. You know, today um, I always say whenever you do something, at the at the end of it, you know, think about it or watch it back and find one thing where you said, you know what, I think I could have done that a little bit better. Whether it was, you know, even the way you were sitting, if you look back and you're like, dang, I think I was sitting like this. I didn't really like that. Or if you wanted to word a question better, it's it's the one percent rule. You go back and find one thing so that you know what the next time I do one of this, the next time we do our show here. Um, for Sports Card City, then then I'm gonna improve that. I'm not gonna improve everything, just that one thing. I'm not gonna try to do seven or eight things differently, just the one, because then the next time you do it, that one thing is better. And then the next time, you choose something else. And something else. And you guys are doing this once a week, 52 weeks later, you guys are 52% better. Think of that. You're 13. When you're 16, when you're 18, think of how much better you'll be, because you were thinking to yourself... Notably, this is what I'm gonna do. So it's just paying a little bit of attention and being focused about it. If you just go through the next show not thinking about what you wanna improve, then you're just gonna do the next show and go through the motions. So that's the biggest thing for me. And then also, uh, I said this the other day, is just be yourself. You know, nobody can be you better than you. Uh, You might wanna try to be a lot like Ernie Johnson or Scott Van Pelt, which is great. You can take pieces, you know, you see, hey, I like the way Scott Van Pelt sits at the desk. He has great body language. Then then go for that and try to emulate that. But at the end of the day, hold on to what makes you unique as a person and as a broadcaster. So those are the biggest things I would say to you guys and to everybody. Thank you that we've never heard that before. Happy to hear that. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Thank
2: you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks
4: for having me, guys. This is super fun. You guys are doing a great job. It's it's what, 15, 13 and 14. Already already stars in the making. So I'm I'm humbled to be on the show. Uh thanks for including me, guys.
0: Thanks, Scotty. Good. We're very happy to have you on. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: All right. All right. There we go. That was our interview with Scotty Gain, the 2020 Jim Nance Award winner um we thank scotty for his time and it was a
2: lot it was really fun interview yeah very fun to do yeah yeah i definitely enjoyed
0: it we got to talk a lot of sports yeah Yeah. i'm with you guys um yeah which one we yeah we were onto this one. okay so luke you can kind of get this one because again this is more your area more of a high school football fan than a me and Michael are uh, this four-star receiver. Um, Micah Crowell is going, is going to NC State.
1: Yeah, Michael Crowell to NC State. Let me pull up his stat or his information sheet. Um, committing to NC State as a wide receiver. Um, four-star, he chose the Wolfpack over Wake Forest, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, and others. Six two two zero five for from Kerner'sville, North Carolina, and attended East Forsyth High School. According to two thousand twenty four seven Sports Composite Rankings, he is ranked one hundred seventy fifth nationally, thirty two out of wide receivers, and eleventh out of uh,
2: North Carolina.
0: All right, there we go. Yeah, I
2: mean, obviously, it's a good addition for NC State. He's a four star receiver,
0: right?
2: It's always good to get, and uh, I'm not sure how good NC State is outside of Mecca Crowell, right. uh, but this will always be a good decision. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, so
0: keeping it going here with um, some NFL news. Um, NC State, North Carolina, well, let's keep it in the state. North Carolina here is um, – A potential Hall of Famer, I mean, as well as a Hall of Famer career, of course, uh, he retired early this offseason due to injury concerns. Luke Kuechly might be going into scouting um, for the Carolina Panthers, as some uh, recent reports have said. Um, What do you guys think about this? I I, I
2: think it's pretty interesting. Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if anyone's going to do, you know, trying to figure out, like, What's best for your team? Why not get the best player on your team? Right. <laughs> and I think Lou Keekle could do an excellent job. This yeah. would be extremely
1: interesting because if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe that there's a lot of players that go into scouting.
0: Right. Aussie well, Newsom did it.
2: Well, yeah. Um, right, he, was the, he became the GM.
0: Well, he originally we went to scouting and then GM, but yeah. Um, what's his name? He was Matt Moore. Matt Moore did it. For the Chiefs and then they brought Back him out of retirement play. to play. Yeah. All
1: right. Oh, I actually didn't know that. That's it. That's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, um he was scouting at the Combine, uh, February 2019, and then they brought brought him into play. All right. So yeah, I think it'd be pretty interesting to see what happens. And if he wants to do it, they'd be pretty good at it. Right. All right. Um, keeping it though, kind of a young theme with um, the NFL and uh, all that. So, second year receivers are pretty nice. It was pretty good receiving uh, draft class 2019. So, best sophomore wide receiver. I mean, we got guys like Debo, Hollywood, A.J. Brown, DK Metcalf. Um, anyway, other guys, I mean, you could I take that. You know, just pick. Um, yeah. Um.
2: Really? I'd be surprised if
0: it's not, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, the highest rated um, guy was Debo on my receivers list, I believe, right? Right. That's what I was saying. So, I, saying. And I, I, to, I to the top of my head, that's who I was thinking. I'm like, right. yeah, I, I would definitely have to say Debo. I mean, DK yeah. and Hollywood are both good, but yeah, Debo showed the most in his rookie year, in my opinion.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah I, I don't see that at all. Throughout the whole season.
1: Yeah, I think really out, of the, out of the four
2: on there, he's my last choice. Really? Uh, yeah, he was my last, too. I, he wasn't in my top 50. I really like Debo. I think he's got I know I mean, I, no disrespect to Debo. I mean, he's out of these
1: four, these are my top four, just not in the same order. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely top four in his class. But oh, yeah. easily, AJ Brown. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to well, be
2: pretty
0: AJ Brown had the best yeah. rookie year. I, think, I think he Debo's has – that no, sense. I
2: think AJ Brown had the best rookie year. I think AJ Brown's gonna have the best sophomore year. I mean, the guy's a beast. I I love AJ Brown. He's my number one receiver coming into the draft. Uh, he was my number one, you know, target for the Ravens. They really wanted the Ravens to get him. They ended up going with Hollywood. Uh, you know, aside from Hollywood's injuries, that definitely showed to be the right choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He had those a uh, lot of good games. this, D-K this showed season showed a lot too. DK right. went off in the playoffs. Oh, all of four of these guys did. I put DK Metcalf. H.A. Brown and Hollywood over Debo. DK be my fourth, but I think he
0: still showed a ton. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I, yeah. Um, you look at though with Debo and
2: well, who's your breakout? Who's your best sophomore receiver, Josh? Who do
0: you gonna Sophomore receiver, meaning this season, I would say actually say Hollywood. I think he's gonna have an incredible year this year. I, I think, think the best
2: not. player is Debo. I think I got. I gotta go. H.A. Brown. I know. Yeah, uh, I just said he was the best receiver last year. I think he's going to be the
0: best receiver this year. I mean, you remember with Hollywood, I mean, the guy was one of the fastest guys on the team, and he said he could barely walk last year. So I can't even imagine how he's going oh, yeah. to be first this year. number one guy. And him and Lamar have been working together this off season, and I'm excited to see what those two do together, especially, again, he's the number one guy. So
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Let's uh, kind of go. This is actually a good thing because we kind of circle back to New England, as we were uh, talking about earlier Uh
2: Oh
0: yeah, they can't so, be for the other guy. yeah. Um I mean, here does I mean. sign Jadevian Clown to make the Patriots a contender. Now they're not going to sign Clowny. Uh all of a sudden there's nothing, there's no like rumors saying it, Bill. It's just an yeah. interesting thing like sign clowny. Do you think this would make them any good? Like any not any good, any better?
1: Of course. They would it would make them better. Yeah. He's, he's overrated.
2: He's a nice, he's ever, no, but better, of course.
1: Yeah. I mean.
2: Right, oh, I mean, contenders. Awesome. It makes them contenders for the AFC East. Well, I, mean, I already think they are. This yeah. obviously gives it a boost. Yeah, the Super Bowl contenders, no, but playoff yeah, contenders, done. definitely. I, mean, I think they're playoff contenders now. Oh yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, that's actually it for topics tonight. We thought we were gonna be jam packed. We're actually a. Uh, we kind of uh, ran through a couple of these pretty quickly. Yeah, and we so, uh, go ahead
1: to the callers and uh, yeah,
0: phone lines they are now open. Uh, you can call or text the number 843 8 8 6 6, 8 8 8 6 6. Yeah, yeah, we definitely ran through that quicker <laughs> I thought we would. We're at that again, jam packed night, and yeah, we just ran through it real fast, especially the interview. I'm
1: I mean, Scotty Cage was that was pretty important, so yeah.
0: I thought with um the interview, we'd run through it quickly. Uh, what we would, uh, we wouldn't, I mean, the topics we went through what 40 minutes.
2: Yeah, so. See, so, uh, the phone, yeah, the phone lines are open, so make sure to call, I know. I do Auri told me today Mason Crosby's better than Robbie Gold. No, it's not. I wanted, I told him to call in and say that. I mean, he's not bad
0: at
1: all, but he's not. Also just a reminder that we on June 20th we are now 17 days away from the event of um the biggest event that we've had so far here on the next uh, the next 2020 sports casting seminar yeah um, we're going to be having five different guests and I'm bringing those up right now oh we have a text in we'll get to that in just a moment um, but we will be having Nicole Rigoni uh, reporting for Pac-12, tw- Pac-12 TV, ESPN, and Pluto TV. That'll be live at 8.35. J.J. Stankovic uh, writing for NBC Sports Chicago. Josh Appel, who we already pre-recorded. Play-by-play for Stadium, Watch ESPN, and Vista Worldlink. Ben Albright, talk show host for KOA Radio. And Zach Parnes, an anchor for WBOC-TV all on the show to talk about their field in broadcasting uh, to make you guys better broadcasters and to make us better broadcasters as well. Yep. Uh, Let's get into that text in. um, And will it load? What big piece of the Ravens will the Ravens lose to free agency in the next couple years? It's probably unfortunate. Think.
0: So, Judon. uh, Judon's gonna be a guy that's gonna be gone. I mean, yeah, I mean,
2: I I, I don't want to resign him, but Well, I mean, obviously, I I, I like Judon. I love Judon. So yeah, I'm right. right. The money he will ask for.
0: No, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like either Marlon Humphrey or Ronnie Stanley. I don't think we're gonna yeah. have the money to keep them both. I feel we're like gonna, we're gonna keep them both. No, we would love keep to
2: keep I, I think I'm not. Orlando Brown or Mark Andrews are
0: going to be the first ones out. Yeah, Orlando Brown could be one. That's what I was thinking. I think Zeus. I mean, you have Zeus, you have Mark Andrews and Lamar all in the same year. So. We all
2: love them. Actually, Lamar's fifth all... year
0: in one extra year, but Andrews and mm.
2: um, no, Lamar's staying. I almost guaranteed.
0: No, I'm saying Lamar's um free agency is one year after those two because the fifth year options are first round pick. So that means we have to extend Andrews and um. Zeus, um, before...
1: You need someone who could ask for big money to take a pay cut. That's from that... That's up-
2: Lamar. Oh. Lamar will do that. Lamar,
1: Lamar will do that. Him. Well, I, I,
0: back to what I've been saying. I said, no matter how talented and young that record is, they only have two years to win the Super Bowl. That's what I've been saying. No,
2: I, I think Lamar is going to be that one guy that... Yeah, Lamar is going to be that one guy.
0: I don't know. Yeah, he... Might be, but I feel like they're having the two years to... Uh, Win a Super Bowl, or else it won't happen with this core because they won't be around. They'll be on different teams. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, though. This year we're here, and this year we're going to try and make it happen. I think this is our year. I really do.
2: Yeah, I think this is the year the Ravens.
3: Yeah.
2: And I don't think, again, that's not biased. It's not. Not in the slightest. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, I know some people, you know, Ravens, I understand that they are not necessarily the best playoff team out there. And obviously, I don't like that. But, I mean, they're one of the best regular season teams out there. Probably the best regular season team out there.
0: No, we're not. It was just last year. Mm. Last year was the first year we were ever good in the regular season. We've never, we've only had... No, I
2: know. Uh, I'm, ta- I'm talking so about like the roster we have right now. I think next year we could also...
0: No, nah, next, next year's year I- the year for us. As I said before, Super Bowl or Bust for the Ravens.
2: Not, no, but you, you said they had two years.
0: Yeah, and you you don't do it this year. You waste 50% of that opportunity. That's, you have to do it. You have to make it
2: you All got to. Right. Josh, if, Josh if, I say win a Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl this year, if they win the Super Bowl this year, let's say they win the Super Bowl this year, then what, what happens next?
0: That's it? Well, two years? It. It's, no, I'm saying if they don't do it within two years, it's over. Right. I, I'm saying if they do it this year, I mean, they won't be able to do it. Two, they're not going to repeat because someone's going to have to big money. Someone's going to leave. It's impossible to repeat in today's game almost. so.
2: I think it could happen.
1: I doubt it. By the way, for this uh, basketball that's likely to happen, um, the Pelicans are they still eligible to make the playoffs? Yeah, they're one of the teams. They're one of the teams of the West. Well, they better make the playoffs because it's one of
0: the reasons the NBA desperately wants them in. That's what everyone's been saying for weeks now.
1: If they don't make the playoffs, it screws up JJ Redick's thirteen-year NBA oh, yeah. playoff streak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why the NBA did
0: that whole extra team thing is the NBA wants Zion in. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, you want to mm-hmm. market that all you want. Who wouldn't Here's want it?
1: Here's another uh, text from the guy who asked our text in question earlier. People get on Lamar from being 0-2 in the playoffs but they didn't realize that he is 23 years old and when Peyton P- Manning was terrible in the beginning of his career and at the end he still won two Super Bowls. That's, That's exactly, exactly what, I what think. I've been saying
0: for like years now. Well, not years, since we lost uh, about since two days after the Ravens lost to the Titans, and I got over the loss. Well, not over the loss, but I was able to think about the loss logically. Yeah, what did uh, you
2: think
0: about it? I thought we were outplayed. I thought we were all clashed. I thought the team overachieved last year. <laughs> I thought the team mm-hmm. was a playoff-caliber team that was not the number one seed team that they played like they didn't. They played like the best team in football. The reality is they weren't. They were a year away. They were a year away. The team that we saw on last year's regular season is the team that I thought we could have seen. This year, the team I think we still will see, except throughout the whole year. Um, I think it speeds it up because I felt like next, this year would, would have been the year for us to overachieve in the regular season and get destroyed in the playoffs. And then the following year, be a Super Bowl team. That got sped up, and that means that would mean this year's the year we can contend. But I mean, you look at all even- these... A Lot of rebuilding teams we've seen over the past like not past years, like over the course of football history. I mean a lot of the teams, um sorry, um it was a 50 uh it was a um what am I saying well oh uh three year rebuilding and then the third year of that project is the year they win the Super Bowl. We've seen it time and time and time and time again. And this would this is, this is year three. This is year three. So it is that would be what I I mean, I would think it would be the year. I mean, we've seen it time and time. again. The 85 Bears, they hired Ditka, he said, you guys stay with me three years from now, I'll get you the dance. That was in 82, we got hired 85, well, there's the 85 Bears, you know what happened. And there's so many other examples as well. Three years, a lot of sports. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say.
1: That's uh, uh, says. The Ravens have more than two years. That's Ravens. Go ahead and call in and we can get that debate going with uh, you.
0: If they lose a the couple pieces, they're still amazing. They're still amazing. They're not Super Bowl.
1: We're Huge getting a call from Sean on, on my Snapchat because his call in
0: not work. The Texans have been amazing for years, but they've never been a super bowl caliber team. Huge difference. That's what I think the Reds could be Texans type team.
1: All right. What's up, Sean? Um, hello. Um, I just wanted to
4: know, I wanted to ask you guys, um, um, what is your um, AFC and NFC uh, predictions for um, next year, next NFL season?
0: Well, right now I got Ravens in the AFC, and then the NFC is loaded.
2: Right. Yeah, I agree with Josh. Artists. I have the same – In the NFC and the Ravens in the AFC.
0: I want to pick the Saints. It's just I went all in on them for literally 12 months last year. So it's a little tough to do again. But if I was going based off of logic, I would say Raven Saints. But I'm just a little hesitant after watching the Saints collapse in the playoffs the last three years in a row.
1: I had Raven Saints in the Super Bowl. Like when, when we found out the playoff seedings and stuff, I had Raven Saints. That got busted. Um, A lot of people were with you on that. Yeah, but uh, this year, the NFC, as Josh said, is pretty wide open. Um, You've got the Buccaneers. We don't really know exactly what they're going to do. The Saints, they're they're, they're a complete squad, and I like complete squads. You've got the Seahawks. Honestly, right now, I I know it will change before the season starts, but uh, the Seahawks are my team this year. Uh, could be
0: well, could For be, now. and then the Niners. The only thing stopping them is the fact that it's just so hard to get back,
1: We're yeah. Stopping them, and I feel Stop. like it, yeah. it until the Super Bowl loss, everybody was on board with Mike Shanahan, but now that he's been a part of two, oh, you know, he gets so much slander after he lost. Yeah, he took he, uh. And you
0: can look back in the internet day, age and you can say that about every single Super Bowl loser, some more than others, but literally every single Super Bowl loser has that kind of hate. And that's another, it's one of the major reasons why it's hard sure. to get back. Yeah, we he'll talk about how, oh, he choked, he made it to the Super Bowl. Right. That's the well, thing that
1: really, he did really well. Really
0: in the NFL that would gladly like to say they made it and didn't. So there's no reason why I should be getting the hate that he gets and the Super Bowl loser every single year
1: gets. Ron Harbaugh was the coach of the year and he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks so much for the call, Sean.
2: Yeah, thank you. All right. Of course, I mean, Ravens, they're such a talented team. You know? Yeah. It's... Just,
0: like, can they, play can it they put it all together long enough? Can they do it for a whole season? That's the only question. Actually, I'm sorry, that's not the question. The question is, can they do it for four games? That's what I meant to say. Or potentially three, depending on if they get the first cool. round by or not. That's really what the question is. Can they do it for three or four games? Because you know you can do it for 16. But um, mm-hmm. amazingly enough, we see time and time again; those three games are harder than this other sixteen. So, oh yeah, I I, I do I
2: hope that that they,
1: that we can get
2: that we can be a good playoff
0: team. All right. We got anything else here? I mean, I'm just about ready to wrap up. Honestly, we unless if there's other stuff. No,
1: actually, I I thought that we were gonna go longer tonight, but actually we ended up going. Shorter, but I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. We certainly did. Absolutely. We're gonna keep you guys coming with interviews. We enjoy doing them. We hope they all of you guys enjoy watching them too.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. From, we we are we good to do that, I- <laughs> the outro now? Because
2: I I am checking to see if there's anything else. Uh former sports agent Joe Corey said that if Patrick Mahomes is willing to fully use his leverage, he could probably a player yeah, called to find, that Josh called it a 200 million dollar contract. So yeah, that, that's that's big. Yeah, I mean Mahomes has been playing at an extremely high level. He deserves the money. Definitely. Oh, by the way, Chandler Jones, the most underrated player in the NFL, uh, graduated recently. Yeah, eight years after grad- after the leaving Syracuse to go to the uh, Patriots, he said, "Why not finish where you started?" And I think this quarantine is a perfect time for that.
0: Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> From Luke Brown. Michael Marsky. I am Josh Berman. Uh, We will see you guys tomorrow on the next. Goodbye and go Ravens.